episode number five of Closet Philosophy. This is, a, I believe, the third day in a row so far that I've been speaking here in my closet. Speaking on anything that comes to mind and the things that I've just been uh, thinking about throughout the day. Um, this is interesting. It's interesting to do something like this where there isn't a specific script to memorize. There is no direct audience that I'm communicating to. I'm simply speaking out of the desire of my mind and what comes to mind. I do prepare somewhat a, a bullet point list of topics or ideas that I want to address in the time that I'm going to spend here today in any day that I speak here. I, however, allow for there to be the room for discovery and expression, spontaneous expression, as I sit here, to allow myself to develop the muscle of speaking thinking and storytelling with today's podcast i want to speak upon what i'm doing today and why i am today i'm going to be making concrete weights like i'm speaking upon um, concrete plates dumbbells barbell uh, at least using for a number of those things, concrete as the actual weight itself. For the barbell, it'll be a steel pipe hollowed with rebar and the concrete and filled with rebar and concrete. I've been wanting to do something physical, but something different than I had normally been doing, which previously was swimming, swimming alone. However, the results I was getting from swimming were not satisfying me aesthetically um, so I changed it up I enjoy cardio a lot something I will maintain because I believe it is uh, the greatest tool you can have in your health is a strong cardiovascular system if you don't if you do not have large muscles or dense bones the best thing to, if you're not going to go into that route to addressing it through the medium of weightlifting, then the strong cardiovascular system is critical. I got into the idea of weightlifting actually in high school. In high school, I for one semester, I took weightlifting for, like, you know, beginners. I actually enjoyed it a lot. It was challenging, but the, re- the effects of it were not just learning a skill that I could show in the application in the proper context, but the results were, were my body. I could see it. And being that I was always a smaller guy, 
even now I'm five foot six, one fifty in weight. Muscle growth is uh, such a big, it's a noticeable quality at my size. I actually want that, to be honest. I've always been thin, never been overweight. When I would swim, I would just get more tone. I would never build muscle. And despite the advantages that I would have being able to swim for miles and my breathing would improve, I didn't have to um, be labored in any action, any activity I would be in, participating in. Um, I just felt that I wanted a change in a way that would drastically change not just my body, but my self-image. I w- I'm accustomed to seeing my myself as a slender, toned, whatever, body. That's That's normal for me. That's how I've always been throughout my whole life. Five foot six, between 130 to 150 depending on my you know how young I was but that was the range when from a high school to now and I carry my weight decently nothing really out of proportion however in order for me to change in order for me to alter in radical ways my life A radical change needs to occur in how I see myself physically. If I can look into the mirror and upon that gaze realize or be confronted with a transformation of something unattached or detached from my past, detached from any historical context allows a new tablet to be for a new story to be and ins- to be inscribed upon that tablet i get to rewrite or not necessarily rewrite but just begin a whole new story upon the canvas of my body Being that the pandemic has taken over our whole society, with places like gyms and pools, those are places where there's a lot of cross-contamination with people. And being you know, with swimming, you can't wear a mask, obviously. But when you're outside of it, you have to. I know that in gyms, you must. Rec- they're still requiring masks to be worn, despite there are a lot of being there being a significant portion of our population that is vaccinated. Not enough, far be it from enough. However, 
there is I am a um, vaccinated myself. I didn't want to be around people that I could possibly get sick from or having to wear a mask as I, uh, you know, try to work out. But more than all that, the reasons why I am actually not going to go to a gym to begin my weight training, rather going to be at home making concrete weights, barbell, uh, dumbbells and plates is so that I can be able to become great by no comparison. Gyms are intimidating places for a lot of people. Not because of the equipment that's there. Sometimes that's the case. But you can adjust those. The weight can be adjusted to tailor for your skill set or, or your abilities. However, it's the image that is given by such locations. It's the sense of expectations that can be placed upon people upon entering. This is a location where the strongest are the best and can be clearly seen. At a library, for example, you won't know who is the well, most well-read person. You can't know. Or the one that understands a topic better. You won't know. It's all in the mind. And the, and the brain or the skull doesn't alter its shape or show any signs of who is the pinnacle of the intellectual arena. However, in a gym, it is absolutely obvious who is the one that has spent the most time exercising, who has done the most to achieve their physical uh, abilities. It can be intimidating as someone who isn't, who may be overweight, who isn't um, long in the tooth. So they can become intimidated watching other very um, well-built people there, outperforming them. I've grown up with that type of feeling that You're, you're great by comparison. Seeing the other people around you and how you can compete against them will determine your actual ability, your achievement. Are you actually good at what you're doing? How can you be if that other person beside you is doing potentially better? Or at least it looks that way. Comparing myself to other people has been also the norm. From childhood. It's how I've esteemed myself. 
was in comparison to others. It wasn't always physically, but for the most part, I'll actually say it was academically. That's how I rendered a, a verdict on my intelligence. Am I smarter than the people that I'm around? There was a time where I wasn't, or at least I wasn't showing the signs of it in terms of grades, that I was more intelligent or more capable or more talented. But that changed. As I allowed the peer pressure and the anxiety and that that sense of inadequacy to, or even not necessarily that always, that all the time, part of it, Partly was a competitive nature that pushed me to then compete against other people and to win over them. And I did. For a long time, I did. When that did fall apart, however, I thought of myself as incapable of doing any good. That I had lost my brains. My intellectual ability had vanquished. Vaporized in a moment of a downward spiral or not even a moment it was a moment of uh, of fear you see going to Harvard while in high school in between summers I saw so many more intelligent people than myself people who come from legacies far greater than mine that had all the resources you know, in their family or in their community that were far beyond mine and an overwhelming sense of inadequacy and incapability swallowed me whole to where for years after that, that was a comparison I had to my, my own value. Do I really compete against them? Those whose parents are well-educated, wealthy, powerful. Those who had, from young age, been um, groomed to succeed in the world around them. And were able to actually execute that. See, for me, it was more... At times, I would say it felt more of like a lottery for my parents to have someone that could achieve. You hoped for it. You try to do the things that you could to influence it. But it never felt as an, as an inevitability. I saw, though, while there, among the children of the so-called elite, that for them it was not. A chance. It wasn't a possibility. Rather, it was determined. It was inevitable. It was something shaped and crafted by their own hands. I felt that I had just gotten lucky. That I was in a location where I could be the so-called smarter one. And that had buoyed my self-confidence. Years now removed from all that. 
I've learned through my own personal experiences, as well as from Malcolm Gladwell's book on outliers, that it's more important to feel smart than to be as smart as someone else. And that is more so a a matter of confidence. Self-confidence is the absolute most important tool or need for a human being to thrive is self-confidence. A belief in oneself is critical for every for every um, desire or dream to be achieved. And more so than that, self-confidence is not sure, but I know it's in is related to self-respect. Whether self-respect bo- like creates self-confidence or maybe self-confidence creates self-respect or maybe they're they're not they're not that they one does not bear the other but they're definitely in relation to each other somehow if i can respect myself i can have confidence in myself but also if i have confidence in myself i'll respect that about myself so when it comes to for example weightlifting or exercising I've initially thought of going to a public location to practice this this training Um, however understanding that my ability to feel strong or to feel capable or to feel um, successful in my least in nature is it's a weak it's a weakness however um is in comparison to something but what if instead of going to a gym where i see a lot bigger stronger better looking people specifically men around me because as being as a guy i'm going to compare my body to what theirs is and then to feel possibly and it's weak. I, I completely understand this is weak and this is not true for everyone. But the, for the possibility to then think that I am, or at least to feel uncomfortable, will will inhibit myself to, to create a positive um, association to the gym or to my body. But to me, I want to look like them, but not in comparison to them, but at least by not comparing myself to them. I want to look just like that, but in my mind's eye, I do not want to see them. I want it to be my own. So to work, to work out in my room lifting weights is to create a world of my own where the only judge that I have again is my ego it's a world of my own 
And in that space, the only comparison I can give is to myself. I am the highest standard. I am the image to mold myself after. I will not allow a a false image either given to me by others that are stronger or, which is popular now, to have my image altered by those that are weaker than I am. I'm not looking to have a positive interpretation or image of myself that is not in association or in um, in proportion to strength, conditioning, and health. If I want to have a positive mindset or uh, appraisal of my physical being, the amount of time, effort, and lean muscle mass needs to also be in proportion to what I think. So I'm going to become great. That I understand. And that I believe. But I'm not going to look to the so-called great ones to teach me. Or to at least compare myself to. I'll learn from them what's necessary to improve. To learn. To foster the, the image that I'm looking for. But that image is not going to be them. I'm not going to see, for example, Arnold Schwarzenegger when I look in the mirror. When I'm big and strong and that day will come. And I will look to other people like them. It will not, in my mind, there will be absolutely no projection coming from me of their image. I'm not going to fit their image because what I'll see, despite what others will see, is actually actually only myself. Others may compare me to what they have seen around them. People that they know by name or simply just by image. But I won't. I'll only see myself, Daniel. That's it. Because in order for me, understanding my weaknesses, my liabilities, in order for me to achieve in this endeavor, is to have no comparisons whatsoever. And to mitigate that and to mitigate op, you know, obstacles is to exercise in the solitude of my own room. I'll have all the equipment that I need to achieve it. 
I'll learn from the proper um, avenues, how to diet. I'll get the equipment to measure my, um, my eating habits, my sleep. I'll monitor and measure everything that I consume. But I won't step in front of a gym and have any rubric, external rubric, placed upon me. I will not look at their standards and use it as my own. The only standard I have the only integrity that I will have is to my ego. It will show me the way. It will hold me accountable because it understands and knows who I am. What I can hide behind doors, it knows. The greatness that I could achieve, it knows. And truly, my ego will, will drive me toward greatness. Not just in exercising and weightlifting, but even with academics. I won't compare myself to any students, to any professors, anyone that I could possibly even conceptualize. Nobody. It will be an audience of one. And realistically, it won't even be, I think, giving that analogy is a fallacy. I won't orient my mind with the perspective that there is an audience. Rather, that my existence, the way that I actually experience life, is how I'll interpret everything that occurs. I am an individual, solitary, sentient in only one vessel. I'm finite. I can only exist in one space. And truly, my mind is the greatest thing and the most capable thing that I have. I can't, under, I can't think or be anyone else. So I won't live like that any longer. I spent most of my life attempting that. Attempting to live secondhand to other people. Learning from them what I needed to be. Or how I should live. Or that this is how I will find my purpose. Through them. No. I'll listen to myself and myself alone. And to me, this is why I've done a, a 180 in my life. Learning from those that are telling me to learn from myself was critical. I'm, gr I'm grateful to for Ayn Rand for what she has brought to the surface. And what she has, not just that, masterfully written to help people be liberated from ideas that are pervasive, 
ubiquitous, ubiquitous in our society. The attempt to have a collective mind is cancerous. And more than that, it's just impossible. It is not a virtue. I repeat that. It is not a virtue. It's impossible. And it's heresy toward your own self. It can only be itself. It exists on its own. There is a place for empathy. There is a place for sympathy. But ultimately, it is through an individual's interpretation and focal point. The only one that has any volition or autonomy is the individual. So I'll allow ideas to teach me, but not individuals. Ideas will teach me, not individuals. And to me, this journey that I'm embarking on now is truly self-love. Because I'm allowing myself to be the guide. No longer allowing any external forces or influences to alter my integrity, to alter my convictions, to alter any type of vision that I have toward my life. So even though Weightlifting is a simple act to most. And for some, it's simply just vanity, which is fine. To me, it's an exercise in. It's an exercise of a liberated mind. A free mind. Because there will be no. Windows. In the room. Windows to see outside it to compare there will only be mirrors the room that I'm in will only be mirrors inside it I will see only myself but my ego will guide me will guide me to push beyond my ego will not allow me to become stagnant to become complacent or to uh, or to lose motivation by the very act of living it's all the motivation you need because the mind will it is in a perpetual state of discovery to prevent it from doing anything other than that is to desire death and the mind cannot desire death the ego cannot desire death it wants to continue to exist and evolve and develop and progress so that's what I'll do too no no windows only mirrors and to me that is truly self-love I expect 
the actual project of uh, the weight, the um, concrete weights to take a few days to allow certain things, you know, allow it to sit and then to make the amount I'm going to be making. Because for me, I'm going to be making a complete set of concrete plates for the the weight rack as well as a complete set of dumbbells. This is something that um, is will be like a crucible. It will purify impurities. Or rather, it removes impurities, therefore making it pure. And I will achieve a body that I've always associated with um, attractive people, wealthy people, cool people, people that I was never like, the the extroverts, the party goers. I've always viewed them as the ones that will go to gyms and will look nice. And me, I'm a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, I'm a straight up nerd. I read books for fun and not simple books. Books that are hundreds of pages long. Books that are written by people that committed, that killed themselves at the end of it. Philosophers. Um, you know, old ones. Ones that people don't even touch any longer. Or at least, not young people at least. I like that. I like to learn from true, truly great people. I mean, who's really reading Ayn Rand right now? Very few. Those books are dense. I mean, I just basically finished uh, The Fountainhead. That was 750 pages. Now I'm going to transition over to Atlas Shrug. 1,200. That's a lot of pages. But I want to learn from great people and from great ones only. There's too many books out there, too many stories out there from, from good writers, from good storytellers. But I only want to learn from the greats. Ones that have stood the test of time. Because not it's not because of them, but because of the ideas that they've that they've cultivated were not revolutionary in a meta way, because I think it's just it's actually in tune, more so in tune with the meta narratives. But um in the context that that we were that they were written were definitely probably more revolutionary in comparison to the writers or the spiritual leaders of their time so we'll see how it goes um never done something like this before but also that's the exact same point that's the point right do something I've never done before to get results I've always wanted in the right way. So, for those that are listening to this, I think that's good. Or at least, okay, if it's good for you, it's good, but understand that this is all for me. This is meant for nobody to hear except for myself. I'm not, even in this, it is not a window. I'm not looking to outside of myself to see what others are thinking. Even in this, it's a mirror. So, 
so far, my ego is pushing me in the right direction. And I will have total integrity to it. See you in the next one.